ESPN 94.1 FM at 8 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. Welcome into the Thursday edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. January 23rd to be exact. Glad you guys are with us. We're here for the next hour. We're going to recap this Marshall loss against Western Kentucky. As time permits, we'll get your phone calls in as well. And later on, we're going to hear from David Kahn from West Virginia Power. Looking forward to talking to David, of course. David we have some fun shows. I'm just going to say that and leave it at that. David is coming on in the next few minutes. We're going to talk about some coaching changes with the West Virginia Power. And other than that, I have no idea where the show is going to go with David. So that's coming up a little bit later on. And, of course, we'll break down this Marshall game throughout the night with you. Uh, yesterday, if you don't stick around after the game's over, we do a post-game show after every broadcast. And I don't know... If I could sit there and honestly tell you that I wasn't a little befuddled yesterday about how that game went down. I mean, Marshall goes into that contest at one point, has a 19-point lead. Now, Western Kentucky goes on and run. I was expecting to, to see that I didn't think Western Kentucky was just going to roll over for the Thundering Herd. And to be quite honest, they didn't roll over. They were into that game the entire time. But I didn't see anything out there that was overly special. I mean, right now, they're one of the best teams in Conference USA, but I didn't see anything that was really special about them. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from them, and they won the game, obviously, and they were able to come back and get the lead, hang on to it. But there wasn't anything there that I thought, okay, wow, they're, they're just heads and shoulders above anybody else. And I thought Marshall really was able to play with them. But Marshall had some difficulty going in that second half. I think Western Kentucky changed tempo on them. And we were listening to some of their players yesterday, uh, Jared Savage and um, Carson Williams. They were in the postgame yesterday. They were talking about really they didn't, they didn't do too much different. They didn't change anything up truly in that second half. They really maybe did something different with the half-court defense. And you hear players from Marshall's side, I think it was Jared West, he was talking about yeah, they really didn't do anything different. I just thought Marshall had some problem with the press. I thought Marshall had some problems going inside, had some serious difficulty there. And really, if they're going to double up on you, you should be able to find somebody open or have somebody coming in if they're doubling up on you. Because Bennett was impressive in that first half. He had 10 points. He ends up with 14. And Bennett, 5 of 9 in that game, he had four rebounds. He was playing well. He had two fouls total for the game, one in each half. And you look at his other partner, Gorin. Gorin had eight points all first half, but they were having problems dealing with the herd inside. And you look at points in the paint, Marshall was able to score 32 points in the paint, 32 to 24 over Western Kentucky. Points off turnovers, Western Kentucky had the edge there, 18 to 13. And... You look at total turnovers, Marshall had 21 turnovers in that game. 14 for Western Kentucky. And the other problem I had was just the way they were going about their offense in that second half. First half, they were 15 of 29. 51%. They also were 3 of 6 from the three-point line. 
50%, 3 of 6, I'm good with that number right there. Second half, though, only 9 of 24, and they were 3 of 13 from the three-point line. Now, I understand the three-point gives you the opportunity to cut the lead or to add to it. It helps. And if you can hit three-pointers all day, what would you rather have? Easy two-point baskets or three-pointers? Well, I wish Marshall could have been able to get more of the easy two-point baskets because Marshall was able only to score 21 points in that second half. 39 in the first half, 21 in the second. And Western Kentucky, by comparison, 25 points in that first half, and they scored 39 in the second half. But Marshall had a big lead and just couldn't stop the bleeding after a while as Western Kentucky would work their way into it. Marshall had some answers for a while, but Western Kentucky would continue to work their way into it, work their way back. And then Savage hits a three, and it just flips completely. And Marshall couldn't come back. And maybe Marshall had opportunities, to be quite honest with you. But you've got – look at some of his performances here. Bennett had 14, as I mentioned. West had 10. He had five points in both halves. Uh, Marco had 10. Tavion just had eight. He was out there the entire 40 minutes, and he had eight. Uh, Andrew Taylor with two. Jansen had three. He, he's one of three. Uh, Darius George had five, and as I mentioned, Gorn had eight in the all in the first. They really didn't have many opportunities in the second half, and they had some difficulty, as we talked about, getting inside. That was where they were finding their success. And I don't know if they were able to adjust. I didn't see anything that Western did that was super spectacular. I, I don't know how to describe it because I just saw there thinking, oh, they, they should be able to handle this. I mean, they should be able to, okay, no, they're not handling this. And, and several turnovers as well. And the turnovers were key, especially in that second half. So we'll break this thing down. I, I don't know what we can say about it other than Marshall gets another shot at Western Kentucky. But – to have a 19-point lead at one point and then not be able to finish the deal, not be able to go in there and just finish this team off, go home happy with the victory. Instead, you lose at the Henderson Center. You are down in Conference USA. Now four losses in Conference USA. You're 3-4 and four in league, 9-11 and 11 overall. Western Kentucky now 6-1 and one in conference. They're 13-6 and six overall. So... They've got the advantage here of having seen their herd, getting to play them again. Maybe they'll come out and do what they did for the entire game, or maybe Marshall will be able to adjust. I don't know. We're going to find out on Saturday. That's coming up later on. We'll talk more about that. But I've got David Kahn coming up in the West Virginia Power. We're going to talk to him. He'll get us, us the, pretty much the lowdown of everything that's happening. Baseball season starting to ramp back up. You know, we haven't even had March Madness yet, but already we're starting to think about baseball, and that's coming up. David Kahn, my guest, when we continue on today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We are presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Paul Swan with you on today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You know, baseball season's almost here. That means the return of the West Virginia Power. And you know what else that means? 
That means that I'll be contractually obligated to speak to David Kahn from the West Virginia Power every week. But today is not one of those days. I'm actually not contractually obligated to talk to David Kahn. This is actually a um, – I mean, it's in the contract. It is. It's it's ha- you know weekly appearance. I mean, is that for your benefit or mine? Just to make sure that you do the or that I do it. I don't know which one. Well, hold on. I, I have a little. I have a little beef that I want to get 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 through with you first. It, this is season three of Swan and Con, and I don't have a theme song yet. When you intro me, what is that? You want a theme song? Yeah, I mean, kind of. Okay. Three seasons of of the highest rated segment during the baseball season. I mean, come on, Paul. All right, we'll get your themes. I'll work on. I'll work on it. I'll work on a theme song. Okay. Um, okay. That's 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 one of the main reasons why I called in today was to to get you ready for baseball season, Paul. I mean, it's, it's next month, three weeks from today. Pitchers and catchers report, so it's coming whether you like it or not. All right. I I I'm glad that's your beef. That's your only beef with me. <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. All right. I mean, there are some that have other beefs with me. And that work well. I don't. I don't know why. Because you, 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 you're, you're, you do, you do a good job, and you, you, you're good at what you do. So tell, tell everyone else who has beef with you to, to, to drop it. I appreciate that. Uh, next time you and I are in the same room as uh, Anna Tarula from Channel 13, <laughs> you tell her to drop it, buddy. You just say, "Look, no, a- no. Anna, drop no. it. Just drop it, Anna." Anna, if you're listening, you're great. I don't know what this, what this deranged guy is saying. You know, you know, yesterday. Before we get going, let me let me just say that yesterday okay. it's halftime. The herd is leading, but they yep. started to go downhill a little bit. Western Kentucky went on a run late in that first half. Marshall at one point was leading by 19, and so Western Kentucky goes on this little run. And so it's halftime, and I go back into the media room, and there's Anna Tarula from Channel 13. Yep. Just eating some pasta, some free pasta that was left over from uh, the pregame meal. And at the time, I didn't put this together. But as the second half progressed, I'm sitting here thinking, what's changed for the herd? Is it the fact that they're not able to go inside? (laughs) Is it the fact that they're not able to uh, deal with the press? The fact that they're shooting too many threes and they can't hit them. What's the factor here that's changed? And I really have come to the conclusion that it's Anna Tarula showing up in the second half to shoot highlights for Channel 13. She's the reason why Marshall lost. I think. So, so what's the solution? Does she need to be there for the whole game, or or show up for just the first half? Just not show up. Oh no, she's not going to do that. She's got to do her job. That's like I think one of two times I've seen her at the at the Henderson Center. Oh, come she sends on. Jake. No, she sends Jake. She sends Jake. She. No, I've seen her there. I've seen her there on on social media more times than that, Paul. You're not giving her enough credit. Uh, probably not. But uh, you know, she, she's. We got. I have a beef with her. We're um. Okay. We're, we're, well, fr- well, you we're frenemies. You both, you, did you, you know that we're frenemies? To, yeah, I. Yeah, but we. Some people call us frenemies too, but we're actually friends. Yeah, we're, um, yeah, we're actually so. friends. We actually like each other. Yeah, we, 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 we talked on we do talk on the phone besides our, our radio appearances. I talked to you two nights ago. Yeah, you um, did, actually. But, yeah, you did. Yeah, so uh, yeah. we're actually friends and um so but I am blaming Anna for the loss. I don't know what to do with her. Okay. Um, well look, you, you guys are welcome to come to Appalachian Power Park and fight it out uh, anchor style and, and we'll see we'll see who wins. The West Virginia Power win, because that's a promotion I, I think I smell. I, I, I look. You said it, not me. I just put. I just put the arena out there. You guys got to step in and fight. Yeah, I wouldn't fight Anna. <laughs> no, not not physically. No, Come I on. wouldn't. I wouldn't fight her. I wouldn't do it. 
No, well, I mean, I'm sure, I called her sir on the air one her. time, but I wouldn't hit her. I wouldn't fight her. I wouldn't do it. I, I didn't say that. I would never, ever hit anyone, let alone Anna. I, I mean, wouldn't hit goodness. Anna. No. That, oh, geez. Okay. I said anchor style. There's no fist involved in anchor style fighting. Have you not seen Anchorman? <laughs> what, are you going to be brick and grab a lamp? <laughs> Whatever works, man. Whatever works. <laughs> Are you going to be wanted for murder and have to leave town? No, no, please, no. I can't go on the run, man. I'm not going to. That would be a great podcast, Paul Swan Fugitive. <laughs> Look, I've been in your studio. There's no wall of perfumes that smell absolutely terrible. <laughs> oh, well, David Kahn, our guest, West Virginia Power. This, <laughs> this, is what you, this is a preview of the of the upcoming season between us. And Are um, you so ready? Season three is, is, is back. I'm doing it. Let's do it. We're actually probably going to okay. do it. We need to do our podcast. Uh, I just don't know what we're going to talk about yet. Are we going to talk about This is the podcast. I've said this. This, this is just, just, just literally cut together segments of us over the last two plus years and put it in a podcast and just call it Best of. Best, your time. best of Swan and Con. Okay. That's it. Best of Swan and Con. All right. Uh, let's talk yeah, sports. You'll, you'll, win, you'll win many Marconi awards for that. I would love to win a Marconi. Um, Wouldn't we all? Yeah, I could put it right up next to uh, my West Virginia Broadcasters Association Award right there. There you go. Exactly. It, it needs a friend. West Virginia yeah. Power, they've got a team in 2020 in the capital they city, do. and they have a new yep. coach, and he's not a stranger to the West Virginia Power in Eric Ferris. That's true. Yeah, Eric Ferris was our hitting coach last year. He is a former player from 2008. So uh, no stranger to the city of Charleston, and now he's our manager. So the second-ever former player to become a manager, Greg Wahlberg, was the other one for those who were fans of the 1980 Charleston Charlies and the 1989 Charleston Wheelers. You will remember uh, Greg Wahlberg. And uh, Eric Ferris is now following in his footsteps 20 or 30 years later. He is uh, he's now the the manager of the power, and then besides that, it's a whole new staff. But uh, to have Eric Ferris at the helm is going to be great. Uh, he was a tremendous hitting coach last year. Got ten hitters promoted uh, to the to the next level, uh, including ones that may have been there before. But uh, he had, had earned a tremendous amount of respect from his team, uh, his his players, and the coaching staff. And, and I have no doubt he's going to be a fantastic manager. With the power coming back with the parent club, second season, what do you think's different? What's the same? You know, just talk me through some of the some of the lessons learned in with a new parent club. You know, because you know, change sometimes yeah. is good. Change sometimes is not good. And uh, I know, yeah. um, I know a lot of people maybe uh, miss the previous parent club affiliation, but it seems like uh, this is working out for the power. Well, look, it is working out for us, and here's why. The, uh, the the relationship with the Mariners has been tremendous. They've been really, really good to us in terms of support, in terms of travel, um, in terms of, you know, development-wise, in terms of just, you know, honoring us as an affiliate and recognizing the efforts that we do both on and off the field. They've been tremendous, um, and a huge credit goes to their their player development staff. Uh, you know, Andy McKay has been was, was in Charleston for the All-Star game last year. Um, and, and the coordinators have, have made Charleston, West Virginia, a pretty primary stop for them across the affiliates. So it's been great to see them. And then the talent level has been great. Yeah, the power didn't have a winning record last year, but guess what? That's a, honestly, a, you know, not a bad thing because wins and losses are so arbitrary in the minors. 
we had 101 roster moves last year, and I think we had 18 to 20 guys get promoted last year. That's the goal of low-A baseball is to get guys promoted, and that shows that we had tremendous talent in West Virginia, you know, besides guys like Julio and Kelnick and Gilbert, et cetera, the big names that are going to be in the big leagues probably this year or next year. Um, but we had a ton of really good talent, and we're going to have even more good talent this year. The Mariners drafted really well last year, especially in terms of pitching uh, in the first few rounds of the draft, and, and you're going to have guys like you know, Isaiah Campbell and Brandon Williamson probably make stops here. Uh, Noel V. Marte, the Dominican Summer League MVP, is probably going to make his stateside debut this year. Uh, so the, 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 the talent level that the Mariners produce is going to be great. There's going to be no drop-off in exciting baseball this year. Uh, the one thing that's different is just the travel. Uh, that's a, a bit of a bear. And, you know, to go from Everett to West Virginia, to go back to Modesto or to go to Arkansas, it's, it's a lot. The leagues are very spread out and the affiliates are very spread out. So that's the only thing that I think is more of a, uh, a bear to deal with, but it's certainly not unmanageable. We managed it last year and we're, we're ready to do it again this year. But uh, the Mariners have been great. We're, we're thrilled to be back for year two and, and certainly hope that it will continue for uh, many years to come. You mentioned wins are arbitrary, but isn't that a metric of success? Isn't that what minor league baseball needs to thrive? Do I want to spend several nights at the ballpark if I don't have a chance of seeing these guys win? Or am I just not getting it as the average fan instead? Hey, you know what? That's not what minor league baseball is about. It's about a completely different uh, vibe. Minor league baseball is about the overall product. So you've got wins and losses. Is it great to watch your team win and win a South Atlantic League title? Sure. Would we have loved to win the last two titles instead of Lexington? Absolutely. But, uh, you know, you can only control so much. And when the Mariners are very trusting and when they see a guy doing well, they want to test him. And we had a lot of guys that were doing really well, and they had to, they had spots open. They said, hey, we're going to test these guys. We're going to bring some guys up to the big leagues. And it trickles down to West Virginia where some guys get a chance to maybe get pushed a little bit in, in Modesto. And that happened at the end of last year, especially with guys like Jake Anchia and Clay Chandler who were just dominating the South Atlantic League. And they were like, hey, we got we got to give them a shot. Um, same thing with Julio, and then Julio crushed it in Modesto, and he'll probably start the year in Arkansas. So, um, you know, it, it's are wins nice? Yes, but they're not the end-all, be-all goal of a minor league team. The end-all, be-all goal of a minor league team is to get their players promoted. In terms of an organizational standpoint, we care about the overall product of the experience that you're having at the ballpark. You're going to see exciting baseball night in and night out because there's always going to be good players on the field because the Mariners organization is just a really you know fruitful organization in terms of prospects. They have a lot of really good talent, either from recent draft classes or just from trades they've made to kind of you know boost themselves up during this rebuild. So you're going to see exciting things on the field. Will it always result in a win? No, but there's 140 games and there's 70 home games. So you're not going to see a win every single night. But, you know, we've, we've, that's why you've got the exciting promotions that we do throughout the season. We've got, you know, the fireworks that come on. We're doing those on Saturday nights this year, so that'll be a little different. Um, but the overall experience is what we care about and why we offer so many different hospitality options, so many different entertainment options besides the baseball to make sure that you're always entertained when you come to the ballpark, no matter what the score is or what the, what's happening in the game. David Kahn's our guest, West Virginia Power, and I don't know how much of you can really touch on this, but you know where there was sort of an uproar over plans or designs yep. or 
yearnings to streamline Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball and whatever you want to call it, that maybe Minor League Baseball might not be a thing in West Virginia here in the near future. And uh, I don't know how much you can address about that, but if you could uh, talk about the fact that, hey, we've got baseball in 2020 and uh, for the foreseeable future at least. The, the, the main thing I want to address about this is baseball will be played at Appalachian Power Park in 2020, and it is business as usual. We are treating the season that way. We are treating this year that way. We are treating any years to come that way. Obviously, we are on the list. that We can't avoid that. That is a thing. We are on the contraction list, quote-unquote, for, for minor league baseball. Now, we're not giving into that list. For us, this is another year, another operation, and we're gung-ho to make 2020 the best year of power baseball there's ever been. So where, where they're at right now in the contraction you know, talks, I can't really say. It's kind of stagnant right now. I think they're just waiting for the next negotiation to happen. I, I don't think anything's going to really happen uh, with the negotiation process until we get into the season, but I don't know. I'm not on that side of the bargaining table. What I know is that we are gearing up for 2020 it's business as usual. We will have a team on the field. We will have a product on the field. It's going to be fantastic, and everyone should come out and be a part of it because we want to get everyone to enjoy power baseball, uh, and we think we're going to have power baseball for many years to come. Of course, ultimately, it appears that might not be up to us, but we're fighting tooth and nail to make sure that you know we're still around. You've got a an excellent facility, great atmosphere. Yep. We're not talking about just a rundown dilapidated, hasn't been taken care of properly ballpark that for some reason is still hosting a a franchise. Instead, we're talking about, I mean, pretty much one of the best baseball facilities in the state of West Virginia and a pretty darn good one at that here. And I was kind of confused when I saw the initial list. Okay, are we talking facilities? Are we talking travel? What are we talking here? Because it felt a little arbitrary that, okay, Here's a location that has a, a great venue for, for baseball. Everything you would want if you're a minor league franchise trying to take care of your, your players and your upcoming superstars of tomorrow in the facilities here. And so you know, I don't think people realize, hey, what a great thing that is, Appalachian Power Park and baseball in the capital city. Uh, you know, I can't speak to why we're on the list, uh, truthfully, because I don't know. I, all of those points. Um, I've read every article that's been out there. I've read every statement that's been made. Um, I've helped construct, you know, construct the statements that we've put out. Uh, I don't know what the reason is that we were added to the list. Uh, it could be a million different things. You never know what the reason was that for some reason the power are on that list. Uh, what we can say is, you know, everything you said, we've got a first rate facility. We've got a great location in the middle of the capital city of West Virginia where, you know, the economic impact of the power is close to $3 million. Um, and that's just direct, you know, not even not even counting indirect um, every year. Uh, we had a tremendous all-star game last year where we got plenty of people from the state of West Virginia and outside the state of West Virginia to experience power baseball for the first time. Uh, we had, you know, Many other opportunities, like our African American Heritage Night at the end of, at the beginning of August, where we had our biggest Monday night attendance in four years, and most of those people that came to that night had never been to the ballpark before, and now they're fans of the power. Um, we always try and include every 
individual of the community in Charleston, in West Virginia, and beyond in our promotions, our events, our nights, et cetera, because we want this to be an all-inclusive experience for everyone. Um, that's why we do Pride Night every year. That's why we do, you know, that's why we're planning on doing more of those African-American Heritage Night type things. That's why we host, you know, local talent across the state of West Virginia. Um, we are, we, we have the facility, we have the, you know, resources, and we have the exciting talent on the field to host a great night every single night from April to September. And we do that to the best of our ability. So, you know, I can't give you an answer as to why we're on the list, but I can tell you that, you know, it's, it hasn't affected the way we do business or the way that we're going to uh, run ourselves in 2020. David Kahn's our guest, West Virginia Power, changes for the power coming up this upcoming season, new leadership as far as the day-to-day coaching, managing, promotions, of course, will be business as usual. So what do we got? What, what can you tell us? I mean, we're going to have another tribute to Toast. What do we have? We, we, we've got some interesting things in the works. I don't want to spoil anything because we're going to send our promotional schedule out in a couple weeks here. Okay. It, it's going to be earlier. It's going to be earlier than, than in the previous. Usually we send it out in March. We're, we're thinking of February release this year. So you're going to, you're going to hear it earlier than you anticipated, which is great. We're really excited about that. I don't want to spoil anything, but we've, we've got, we know all the classics are back. Um, we've, we've got fireworks on Saturdays this year. We're very excited about that. Um, we're going to continue to boost our summer concert series and have more performers out at the ballpark night in and night out. Uh, we, we've, we've listened to what fans have said in the offseason. You know, we, we had really great people that stopped by the ballpark the last couple of years. Um, we've had, you know, different kinds of uh, entertainment value that we've been able to bring to the ballpark, and we've turned that into a, a very solid promotional schedule that is going to come out soon. And when it does, I think everyone will be very excited about it. So Star Wars night, is that happening? Uh, you know, I, I'll, I, I'm not going to spoil anything. Okay. I want to, I want to, I want to let it be. It's like it's like Christmas morning when you open up the presents and you already knew what one of them was. You know, you, it loses its value, okay. right? No, no, not really. Not for me. No. Okay. Well, to I me, mean, I'm just excited uh, to have it. I mean, just. <laughs> Well, look, you and I both know that, that I love Star Wars Night. So I, I will say that I may, I, I'll say that I suggested it. I won't say if it got in there or not, but I put it in there. All right. I'm holding you to that. David Kahn, our guest, West Virginia Power. Um, what do you anticipate year two that's going to be different or is it just going to be more streamlined? We've got now a year under our belt with the new parent company, the new parent franchise, however you want to say it. Uh, yeah. what, are you, what are you excited most about? I'm just excited for the talent that we're going to have this year. I think that the, the 2019 team was great off the bat, and then obviously you saw we had this ridiculous month of April, and then May was kind of a logjam, and, and everything kind of tumbled off the table. Uh, I actually think that this year we're going to have a more sustained talent level for a longer amount of time uh, because I think a lot of the guys that are going to start in West Virginia or come to West Virginia early are younger, um, like 19, 20 years old. And I think that they're not necessarily prospects, but they have prospect potential. And I think they're going to be given at least a half in West Virginia to be really good and, and, and to really hone their skills. Unlike last year when, you know, Gilbert went up after a month and it was like, well, there goes our ace in the rotation. Um, so, uh, and then Chandler kind of fell off and, and, you know, things kind of hit a, hit a skid. 
but I think that the talent level is going to be really, really good this year, and uh, I'm excited for the official roster to come out. I've heard rumblings about you know who's going to be where, but obviously nothing's official because they haven't even gone to spring training yet. So uh, things can change, but uh, I think the talent level is going to be great. Um, I think that you know the operations with the Mariners now that we've done it for a year will be smoother. Uh, they understand how we work. We understand how they work, and and we've kind of worked on processes to, uh, you know, do things more efficiently on both sides. And and I think that that no one's really going to notice it on the outside of the organization, but us on the inside of the organization will will we think we'll have a an easier time handling certain things like player moves and stuff like that because we've done it for a year. David Kahn, our guest, West Virginia Power. Our next uh, non-contractual obligated gathering will be in a couple weeks uh, when you get the promotion schedule, and we'll go over um, ground rules for uh, Season 3 of, of Swan and Kahn. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm here for it, and uh, I'll try and come up with some more beef for you, although it's, sometimes it's hard to do. Okay, that's fair. Um, I'm, I think, but but I, I, expect a, I expect a rough draft of the theme song by, by the time we, we talk next, okay? All right, I'll work on it. I'm trying to book you a promotion, uh, me and Tarula. Uh, we're, uh, I, I'm, she's down for the fight, <laughs> by the way. Is she? she did you, did you oh, text yeah, her? I text her. You know, she's down for the fight. She actually she wants to throw punches. I'm, I'm not hitting her, okay? I'm not doing she it. She wants to throw punches. Oh, God. She, have you met her? I mean, yes. Um. Oh geez, yeah. I was gonna say, I my phone was buzzing, so I was checking to make sure Anna didn't text me too. She didn't. Um, but oh gosh, okay. Tell Anna no punches will be thrown, but uh, you're free to fight it out, anchor style. Okay, all right. I'll tell her. Yeah, tell tell her tell her with love from David. All right, I'll tell her with love from David. I'll, I'll yeah, I'll I'll mention it to her because I might have her next on the show. We'll see. Oh, like right coming up next? Yeah, leave coming us up. Both on the line. Yeah, so you'll have to listen to the stream at wrvc.com. Or just leave us both on the line. No, not this time, okay? <laughs> okay. okay. Okay, maybe next time. Yeah, I don't need two on one. Not, not on All my right. show. Not. I will. Oh, okay. <laughs> David Conner, our guest, West Virginia Power. Get more on the way to drive ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Never miss a moment of The Drive with Paul Swan. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, we, we've got to take care of some business on air. we we got to do this, like, Dr. Drew style. we we got to we got to solve our fight problems right now. i get Anna Trujillo joining us from uh, Channel 13. Um, mm-hmm. we got to we got to hash this out because people are starting to think that we don't like each other. I mean, they think we hate well, each other. Well, we don't, Paul. I mean, it's true, There's but I mean, I, but I, I, I don't want to damage your career. That's the thing. I mean, you're... I, I think I might damage yours. That's okay. All drama's good. I mean, Real Housewives to strike Trust me. Fun. Trust me. I have I haven't been news. the re- I haven't been the reason why Marshall lost a basketball game before. I mean, I mean, somebody... you're right, and that's actually I just added that to my resume earlier today proud founder of the Cam Henderson Curse, I walk in the building and the herd drops a 20-point lead and loses to WKU. I mean, how can you recover from that? I mean, I'm, I'm here to help you. you. you I'm notorious. You know, Paul, you told me you were trying to fight me. No, I didn't try. So I'm, I'm not trying to fight you. I, I, newsroom right now. I have it. Preparing. I have it on the on the recording that I said I would never hit you, that you would hit me. And you just want to do some emotional damage? <laughs> I mean, if you're not mentally tough enough to, to, to handle it, and I don't know what to do here for you. But, uh, yeah, it's career training. I mean, I'm it's sorry. My better, my I've, ru- I've, ruined your, I've ruined your day. I've ruined, I've ruined your career. 
you, you win. I can't keep a straight face with you. That's the thing. I know. That's the hard thing. I I can't pull this bit off with you because I can't keep a straight face with you. That's the problem. No, you just like to bully me a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because every every room I walk into, a dude on the radio. Every room I walk into, here's Anna. Hey, you know Paul. Here's Paul. He's a great guy. He called me Sir on the air one time. You know, I have. You know, I mean. I mean, by the way, I've actually for, alerted the FCC, Paul. Like, by, I called him and told him. By the way, um, I am buying you a Becky Lynch on the man shirt for Christmas. Um, I'm going to do that okay. this year. I mean, I think that would be a great well, gift for you. Well, you missed this fat Christmas, so I guess I'll look for it in my stocking next year. Well, I didn't think I didn't think we were speaking for a while. I, I just I had to be well, sure. we weren't. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, we were divorced for it. We were Judge Judy. It was fine. I mean, we, yeah, because we, uh, we, we weren't friends. We figured it out. I mean, we, we yeah, were, we're friends again. Okay, kind of. We, we we can be friends. I think so. Um, we're family. <laughs> so what's coming up today? How you been? Uh, other than yesterday when I didn't get to see you. Uh, by the way, how um, you, you had a young lady who was um, shadowing you yes. yesterday, and uh, I thought that mm-hmm. was really cool because I saw her Facebook yes. post and and she thought that was just like the most amazing thing ever. And uh, yeah, I think I you, know you, she was so pumped. First college basketball game for her. We had so much fun. It was so fun to have a little wingman with me. And she was entirely helpful. And it was fun to kind of see it through her eyes again. I mean, I remember my junior year of high school. In, uh, I was in Louisville where I grew up and went to high school. And I shadowed a news reporter there for a day. And it was just like I had stars in my eyes. I still get stars in my eyes sometimes when I go into a newsroom. There's just something magical about it. I've always been attracted to it. And this girl, Brooklyn, she was the same way, and she just thought it was the coolest thing ever. So that it was fun to kind of relive that and experience that again. And I had so many people help me in my career and still do to this day. So anytime that you can be like a friendly, you know, a friendly face or even just encourage somebody, oh, my gosh, you got to jump at those opportunities because it's fun to kind of go back and put yourself in their shoes. How important is it to you, in all seriousness now, mm-hmm. how important is it to you to be a, a strong role model, a strong female role model to young ladies like that who maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago maybe dared not mm-hmm. enter the sports profession or the sports world and you, you someone like yourself who is – you know, obviously being successful mm-hmm. right now and being a beacon for that young lady. Because when I talked mm-hmm. to her yesterday, she was just like, just her eyes were beaming all over the place. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what I think is even more important? I think it's cool that we've gotten to this level in the sports industry where there are so many females um, in awesome positions, in positions of power, being extremely successful. It's not really a rare thing to see anymore. You come to expect it. So it doesn't feel like, you know, I'm really paving the way. What is important to me, though, is building a normalcy of women being accessible and approachable to other women and they're not being this competitive vibe. Like, we can all make it. I know that sounds so cliche, but I feel like in this industry, especially in sports, for those females, I feel like it can get catty at times or you would expect it to get catty at times, you know? Because everyone, maybe there's not as many females, but everyone wants to be the best and get to the top. And I think what's always been on my heart, at least, is erasing that notion completely. I'll meet somebody, and, and this is no nothing, you know, saying that I'm so great. I've just had people do it for me, and it really changes your life and changes how you approach the career. When you have somebody just be so humble and not at all on the defensive or competitive with you and willing to help, I mean, that will change you. I had 
peers in college who would send me, you know, when I was first doing sidelines, they had every reason in the world, you know, material that, that could help me. And they sent it along to me and helped me out. I've had so many women in this industry do that when you wouldn't expect them to, and they didn't have to, and they wouldn't be a bad person for not doing it. But that will just really change your heart. And I think that is one of my biggest goals. You know, men or women. Um, I've had a couple of young men want to shout on me as well. And absolutely, my door is always open. I think when you have a passion for this at a young age, I know I definitely did, you can't pass up that opportunity to, you know, give someone else that chance and just to be around it at that age. If someone wants to learn, my daughter, you can email me anytime, tweet at me. I love to um, even just talk show up. It's not even me reaching out or giving advice, but just to kind of share the magic of what we do, I think is important to keep myself driven and grateful for my opportunity. So I will say this. Don't 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 get the big head, but uh, you're one of my favorite people. Even though you give me tons and tons of grief at every opportunity. <laughs> even though I did try to drop kick you in the media room last night. <laughs> I mean, did you try to hit me? Yeah, I like I I shadow box a little bit with you. Okay. I'll I, I mean, I was bit. I wasn't going to do down. anything. I was probably just going to take the take the kick and you know. Yeah. I mean, because I'm, like, I'm, 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 I'm not going to hit you or anything like that. I mean, I wouldn't do that. Just verbally. Just verbal assault. Which is okay. Yeah, I can handle it. I'm I, ready. Paul. I think you, you give it. I think you give it more than you get. <laughs> I, think I, I think I do too. Yeah. I think you're the victim here. I'm not <laughs> twisted around, Machiavellian style. I am the victim. You know why? Because I, you know, you know what? It's fine. You know, Anna, if if you need to. You need to punch me around to feel better about yourself yeah, now and then. Punching bag. That's, that's that's fine. You know why? Because I can take it. I can take. Yeah, it. Yeah, you can. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Paul. Oh, thank you. It's been a lot of strength. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Um, go cats. I know that makes you happy when you hear that's that. That's right. Go hey, cats. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I was talking to Spencer Atkins the other day, and uh, you know, we both agree you're pretty pretty much too ex- too obsessive over uh, Coach Cal, but that's okay sometimes, you know. I love him. That's what I heard. He and reminds me of my dad so much. I can't even watch him. And um, now that you are a big Joe Burrow fan, we'll have to go see a Bengals game together I'm glad sometime. I love Joe Burrow. Shout out to Joe Burrow. You want to go sometime on a Sunday? We'll go see Joe Burrow, my Joe Bengals. Burrow. Let's yes. do it. Only if we can listen to Get the Gap the whole way up there. Or um, – Set it off by Lil Boozy. Do you know Lil Boozy, Paul? Um, I, uh, I'm sure I'm going to get enough of it on the way up. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll take care off. of the tickets. You take care of the, the the playlist. How's that? Yeah, I'll be the DJ. Okay, I got this. That's, that's going to be our road trip. <laughs> we'll do it. Um, yes, good luck. Have fun tonight on the air. We'll be uh, you're on the air tonight, right? We're uh, mm-hmm. in just a couple minutes, six thirty, and then again at eleven twenty ish. Awesome. We'll talk to you soon. And, All right. Uh, uh, I'm sorry if I've given you, uh, you know, reason to stress over your career here in Huntington and what Charleston. I'm sorry. Yeah. I apologize. I was sleeping mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't want you to big bad bully. It's fine. I don't want you to quit. I don't want you to quit because of me. Okay. You, you have so much to offer. Yeah, I, I will because of just you. <laughs> it's my fault. It's all my fault, Anna. <laughs> all right, peace one. Thanks for having me on. Good talking to you. We'll talk to you soon, Anna. Alrighty, righty. Bye-bye. All right. We're still not friends. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what that achieved, but uh, we're not friends. Uh, more on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2020 softball preseason poll out today. Conference USA, North Texas, the number one pick. Western Kentucky, second and tied for third. Louisiana Tech and Marshall. Louisiana Tech receiving one first place vote. Western Kentucky, two. North Texas, nine. Not a single first place vote for the Thundering Herd, but still tied for third. That's pretty good. Megan Smith doing an outstanding job with the softball team, and they also get a couple of nods for preseason team as well. I'll hopefully talk to Megan sometime next week or here at least a couple of weeks to talk about the upcoming season. Marshall back in action on Saturday on the basketball court, taking on Western Kentucky. They'll be on the road. We'll have that game for you right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Hopefully we'll see a reverse of fortune. We'll see the Thundering Herd. Maybe get a lead and hang on to it this time. Maybe we'll see more of the same. I don't know, but we'll figure it out together. We'll break it all down and get you set for it on Saturday with our pregame coverage beginning at 7 o'clock. And then, of course, uh, we'll be right here again tomorrow talking about it as well. So that's what we've got for the next few days. I think we are going to find out a lot about this Marshall team here on Saturday because they can either – lose this game and get swept on Saturday, or they can respond. And that's what I'm looking forward to most seeing. I want to see how this team responds. Sure, you're 3-4 and four right now in conference play. You've got plenty of time left to try to dig yourself out of that hole. Unfortunately, there's also another pre-dug hole that you might not be able to get yourself in or out of, depending on where you're at as far as the pods. You can't get yourself in that number one hole. You might be playing in pod two. From one, I'd like to see the herd in that upper pod, but we'll see. Might be pod two. Hopefully, we can keep them out of pod three. That's the goal. You don't want to be playing in the bottom of Conference USA. You're not going far. It doesn't matter how good your record is. Uh, if you are one of the last seeds in the Conference USA tournament, you're going to have a tough draw no matter what. That's going to do it for this edition. I want to thank Anna Tarula from Channel 13 joining us. Um, David Kahn, West Virginia Power. Appreciate him as well. Back tomorrow, we'll do it all over again here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.